0: And welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Johnny McFarlane and today I'm joined by uh, Daily Record Sports, Gary Ralston and uh, Daily Records Sports Digital. Is that how we would discuss it? I don't know. Mark McDougall. anyway, he's here on the pod today. It's all about last night's dramatic 3-1 victory over Maribor as Steven Gerrard's men overcame a wobbly first half performance to blow the Slovenians away in the second 45. Gary, did it feel like Steven Gerrard's to coin Neil Lennon's phrase, put the thunder back into Ibrox and Rangers.
1: Certainly something is uh, appears to be stirring uh, now in the south side of Glasgow. Um, I thought there were really positive aspects to Rangers' performance last night, not least their 2nd half performance. I thought they started the game really well. I thought there was a 25-minute period in the second half of the first half in which uh, the Slovenians were by far the better side. Um, but I don't know what it is about Stephen Gerrard and half-time team talks. Um, <laughs> that famous night in Istanbul with Liverpool, uh, of course. But now, uh, but Rangers in the second half were, were sensational. And I think that the goal, I think two-one would have been an unjust scoreline on the Rangers' performance. And I think the goal near the end from Koulibaly gave the game the the the, the scoreline that, that Rangers deserve for their efforts because it was mighty impressive in a lot of areas.
2: Yeah, as you said, I thought they were really good, second half especially, first half started well and then dropped out of the game, let Maribor come into it a lot, the boy Tavares for them started controlling things in the last 20 minutes or so, but second half just blew them away, Koulibaly was outstanding, I thought that he was probably the best player on the pitch, and uh, yeah, they were just a completely different Rangers team to what we've seen
0: over the last couple of years. Gary, how's Stephen Gerrard pulled this off? Because we've seen Mark Warburton come in and fail to adapt to the Scottish Premier League. Um, We've seen Pedro Cusina fail to adapt to anything. (laughs) Um, It's been quite a remarkable turnaround and he seems to have done it with a... A Walter Smith back to basics type approach where he's 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 built that defense. You've been crying out for that on this podcast well, all fairness, last that's, season. That's
1: that's what they that's what they had to do. You had to take it back to basics. You had to strip it back and you had to make Rangers difficult to beat again, because although they scored more goals, I think than anyone in the top six or anyone in the league last season, their defensive record was the the the, the worst in the league. And I'm a great believer that if you're going to have any success in football, you have to it, it comes from having a solid defense. Um, I think his recruitment and I think Mark Allen deserves credit for that as well. His recruitment, um, to this point, has been excellent as well. And he's brought in players that you would probably term have uh, got character. You know, guys like... I didn't think he His best game last night, but guys like John Flanagan, for example, never let you down. You know, they're, they're up for a challenge. Connor Goldson, I think, at the, the centre of defence, has been terrific as well. Um, he seems to have got a bit more from players like Candias, although I still think his final ball... Oh, if he had a, if he, if he could get a ball past the first defender, he'd be playing for Real Madrid. But anyway, and Morelos as well. Um, I think his signs have been a street cooler I like big um, uh, Ovi Ajaria. Uh, glides quite well on the pitch. Um, you know, guys like um, Arfield as well has come in and made an impact. So I, I think that players have just responded to Gerard the figure, Gerard the manager, and and, and Gerard the 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 the, the coach. Um, and I'm, a, I'm also a believer that if you're going to get, and it's a risk for Rangers taking a rookie manager, but if you're going to go for a manager, go for a manager whose career is on the up, eh, or who's wanting to take his career in, a, in, a, in an upward motion. And, eh, and that's what Rangers have done with Girard, and so far the signs are very encouraging. Mark, just
0: to move away very briefly from the, the European tie last night, we've seen five European games so far, and only one SPFL game. But based on what you've seen in the five games, how do you think Rangers set up to cope with a different challenge that is the Scottish Premier, Premier, uh, Premiership? D- nearly got it wrong there. Scottish <laughs> Premier, SPL, no, SPFL, Scottish Premiership. I think in the Premiership there, there's a lot going to need to change because you can see in Europe where
2: they try to sit back a bit more and hit teams on the counter a bit more. Whereas most nine times out of ten, it's going to be the other way about in the Premiership where teams are sitting in. Especially when you look at Ibrox on Sunday. This Sunday coming, it's going to be St Martin sitting in just looking to get anything they can out of the game and Rangers are going to need to break it down. That's where guys like maybe Ovi Ajari will come into it a bit more. So I've not been overly impressed with him, but he's looked good on the ball. And I think Rangers are going to need to get him cutting open defences because they're not going to be able to play the same way they have against Alexa Maribor, even that who, who came out at them as well. Uh, you've seen them struggle a wee bit against Scoopy when they needed to break down teams and I think that's going to be more of of a challenge for Stephen Gerrard on the side uh, in the couple of weeks is getting that final final pass in the final third to cut open defences.
1: I don't think it'll be a problem and I'll tell you for why is it because I don't think Sadly for Scottish football, I don't think that the majority of the teams that Rangers will play this season will be as comfortable in possession against the high press that Gerard likes to adopt. Even Maribor, who are fairly seasoned European campaigners, admittedly, I know they finished bottom of their group stage in the Champions League last season, but they still get three points, uh, three draws from three of their games, although they were whipped 7-0, I think, by Liverpool. But they were technically very, um, technically adept. You know, they weren't mugs and yet the high press got Rangers its first goal Um, it should have got them a second goal when Candias and Morelos had that horrible cock up but I think that breaking down teams, if Rangers continue to play an aggressive high tempo style breaking down teams, particularly at home, won't be as big an issue as it has been in the last couple of seasons where quite frankly I think Rangers have been too timid um, and it's given uh, Scottish opposition encouragement that they can do something against them.
0: We saw that high press, and it's best for the first goal. Rangers were just at it from the word go in terms of uh, pressing as a team, and in that first goal, it was a perfect uh, example of it. Yeah, it did it brilliantly. I mean, Arfield pushing in from midfield was
2: the way he did that was excellent. It's what's been missed from a Rangers team over the last few years. There's not been anyone doing that.
0: Uh, obviously, Jason Holt's tried to do it. He's not. At the same level as a Scott Arfield, though, so it needs to be coached, doesn't it? Yeah. So that everyone's doing it at the same time. If one person's doing it, just yeah, it doesn't just,
2: work. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Gerard spoke about last night as well. Is that in the first half, too many players were going themselves. They weren't hunting in packs, kind of thing. Uh, but no, it was brilliant for the first goal uh, and the second. what well, what should have been the second goal, they did it brilliantly as well until. I don't know what happened between the and but, but see, we
1: least... see that the, the foundation for any success for Rangers and indeed Celtic um, is two two biggest clubs Aberdeen uh, as well. Aberdeen fans will uh, shout down the, the the line for me not mentioning them. They'll but, not be listening to the Record but, Rangers but, podcast, but Gary. The, <laughs> but the, but the, but, the, but the the old firm clubs in particular, um, uh, traditionally, they have got to earn the right to play Premiership games at their pace and at at their level and that's done by fronting up to the battle in the first 20 minutes particularly and especially away from home places like Fir Park and, and Easter Road. Once you win that battle it usually means getting an early goal then you can dictate the game as you want to so I think that how Rangers start their games in the coming weeks and months will Give them a, a a framework to play the type of football that they uh, that they want to play, and it will be then guys like um, Ovaria will become much more um, um, uh, important in terms of you know lacing these 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 through balls. But I think if Rangers can can break down opposition defenses early on, get a goal, it will settle them into playing a, a I think will be a, a fairly uh, easy in the eye style that that, that Gerard's um, trying to trying to encourage there. I mean,
0: one of the things about a high press that's very difficult is to keep it going throughout the whole game. It has to be quite graduated, you have to be able to drop off at certain points. Is that going to be really important in terms of Gerard making sure that not only is the fitness right, in terms of Jordan Milsom and also in terms of just game management, knowing when to go and when to take a breather?
2: Yeah, I mean, fitness is huge for Gerard's game plan, you can see that already. The players are so much fitter than they were last year. Uh, I think I feel if that was if that was last year's team or even with lot with Pedro cassini in charge, with this current team, they would never be able to do that for ninety minutes. They just couldn't do it. I mean, you see it drop off a wee bit in the first half, but they picked it up again in the second, and that would just never have happened under previous managers over the last few years. Uh, I think the likes of Candice and that are built for this sort of team where they can just attack, attack defenses constantly, just go at it, don't have to slow down, just. Th- Go, go, go is all they have to do. And uh, you can see it like even in the late stages where Kur scored, it's all about fitness, is getting in there. I mean he was playing the whole midfield role and still managed to get into the six yard box to score. It was like that's just
0: unheard of normally for Rangers teams over the last few years and it's all down to the fitness levels. Gary, if if you had a quid for every time you had a, a new manager come in and say that the fitness levels weren't right, you'd probably be you, you wouldn't be sitting here, you'd be in Marbella I, or something
1: I, like I that. know, it's a cheats a charter <coughs> managers usually use it, and in fairness I don't think, has Steven Gerrard said that about the the, the players that he see, what you've got to recognise as well is that Gerrard has made something like 10 or 11 changes, so it's not really this isn't really a Pedro Cusinha team or a Warburton team, even though there are kind of remnants with uh, Tavernier and, 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 and Candias and, and, and Morelos, um, but, it's, but this is very much a Steven Gerrard team, you know, most of the players have been brought in now by Stephen Gerrard, so he's never, um, as far as I can aware, I may be wrong, but I, I can't recall him saying. no the fitness levels here were, were terrible. He's spoken about the importance of fitness, and I think that um, that he needs that as a, um, as you say, just as a as a as a, a, a basis, a foundation for the type of football that he wants to wants wants to play. I think he talked
0: about it in isolation with regards to the three-two game that you saw when he came up to Ibrox. He said that he felt that after the sending off, the fitness levels, the superior fitness levels of Celtic, made the difference.
1: And I th- but I think that that's been widely recognised, that one of the first things Brendan Rodgers did when he came... Because if you look at Brendan Rodgers' Celtic team, there, there are not... There, I mean, there's a few, but there's, there's no significant changes from the personnel that Ronnie Del- Delia had at his disposal. But the first thing that Rodgers did was come in and, and, and he got them fit. And what's important about results like last night is the, the feel-good factor that it um, engenders, not just amongst the fans, but also in the dressing room afterwards. Because players in the early stages of a development of the team are learning that they can trust each other you know, for example, there was one point in the first half where uh, Flanagan was exposed in behind. Beautiful cross came across and the boy pulled the trigger and Tavernier was there to block. Flanagan, again, early in the second half, made a, a, a wayward pass inside um, with a score at 2-1 and it needed a great block from uh, Conor Goldson on their number 11, um, to divert it to a corner. McGregor's made a couple of good saves. You know, there's been good interchanges of passes. Um, Arfield setting up, um, ultimately, Morellas for his opening goals. All these moves build trust in, in, in teammates and in, in, in that forges a, a spirit and a, and a team that um, and that's what builds good football teams
0: Mark touched on the Rangers are
1: close to being a good team but they're not red yet but they're close
0: Mark touched on uh, Daniel Candias' opportunity where he had the chance to square it across Morelos put it in but it was called offside now the TV pictures were not conclusive because of the way they have the angle set up for Rangers TV. You, you've got a completely different right, view. I was,
1: I was right online with it, and um, and it, it was really really frustrating. And this is, you know, a lot of people say Candace should have shot himself. He'd, he'd earned the opportunity. Yes, he could. His best pals were He probably knows his wee pal is, is needing the needs the confidence of goals. So he squared it for him, or he knocked the pass slightly forward. So. But my point of view is, and you saw this with Morelos in the first goal as well, and you've seen it a couple of times in games as well, he snatches at opportunities, I think he needed two or three touches before he put the opening goal over the line when a, a striker with ice in his veins would have knocked it in first time. And he just got a little bit of fire in his head with the Candias one because he he moved beyond the ball rather than taking a step back. And you're just saying to yourself that... You know, can you learn these things or have you got to be instinctive but it was a really frustrating moment because a second goal there just before half time 2-0 I think Rangers could have gone on to win the game even more comfortably and of course we all know what happened as soon as the, the, the offside flag was raised correctly they went straight out of the park and scored a wizard of an equaliser.
0: Is was a little bit like Kenny Miller at that age which is when he doesn't have time to think about it he's a good finisher but when he has time to think about it he tends to overdo it Yeah, I think that is a big thing with Morel is that he needs to just hit it first time when
2: it comes to him quite a lot and just generally that ends up in the back of the net whereas when he's got the time to run through one-on-one with the keeper you just don't expect him to score. Uh, I'd be honest, I can't really remember Kenny Miller at that age. It was a. Ah, you're I just up. I Forget you're just but, a <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I, I remember Kenny Miller at that age, and Kenny Miller was like Morelos was. You um, remember Ralph old, Brand? A, I yeah. <laughs> got Ralph in a taxi a, a couple of years ago, actually in Edinburgh. He's, he's driving now. Great guy. Um, the uh, the the Miller was uh, made a lot of, very unselfish player, um, and I agree. If Kenny had the instinct of finishing ability, he would have probably played at that Premiership level in, in England for a lot longer than uh, than, than than he did, although he, he, did, he did great up here as well. But what Morelos has got that Kenny didn't have is he's got a real physicality, and I think that that showed in the second goal. He's got a real potential to pull defences, uh, and not just pull them, but bully them as well. And he did that with a number four. I think he was really, the I think his name was, um, and I think he had the wrong footwear on last night, because although you Praise Arfield for the high press for the opener. He also slipped and he slipped a couple of times as well, and he was all over the place when uh, when when Morellis was playing the shoulder. And he's got a. I know that Gerard says that Morellis is looking sl- more slimline, and he is, but he's still blessed with that wee asset that I like in a striker, which he's got a wee kind of podgy behind, you know, which you can use to, to, to good effect to to, to dunk them uh, fairly off the ball. And that's how he won the uh, he won the penalty. So there's so much of Morelis's work which is really eye catching and which is really good. I just think if he had ice in his veins in the six yard box, you know, he would be pro, he would be and it, it, that may still come, but if that does come then Rangers have got a, a, an even better play on their hands than, than they have at the moment.
2: Yeah, I think that's a big thing. With the is that if he had that Easter's Range, he probably wouldn't be at Rangers just now. He, he would have moved on already. Uh, I think that's what's stopped teams maybe coming in from a bit more is that he's not the finished article, and teams down south especially need players that just got to put the ball in the back of the net every time. Whereas in Scotland, he's getting a few chances to do it. He's he maybe missing two or three a game, but as long as he's scoring that one, then fans don't really mind it that much. I mean, he gets criticised a lot, but his hard work and scoring one is fine, whereas down south,
0: needs to be scoring most of the chances he gets because he's not going to get as many. I think we've also seen that he needs to be absolutely on it. He's a player that needs to be focused. He needs to be almost angry and ready for the game. If he's not, as you've seen in games already this season, but he's not 100% there, he's ineffective. He's
1: one week he's the, the, the Buffalo and the next week he's the Huffalo. And he has <laughs> to find that, um, and he has to find that uh, consistency. But I I quite admire Gerard's man management of him. We all love Alfredo putting an arm around him, that type of uh, uh, man management. He's obviously seen enough. I mean, remember Gerard's been in dressing rooms with guys like Luis Suarez. You know, he knows what what makes what what, what makes the very highest level players tick. So he's seen enough over the years to know how to uh, how to coax the best out of players like uh, Morelos.
0: Seconds after that uh, missed opportunity. Uh, Maribor go up the pitch and, and hit what can only be described as a bit of a worldie do you think the boy
1: meant that oh I, I, I thought he did oh sensational strike Um I've been taking a wee bit of stick for pointing out that it came from the kind of right back area because I thought Tavernier had an okay game last night, very good going forward particularly in the second half um, but this whole debate about defensively it was a, again Barisic scored for Osijek in the final minute from that area of the pitch as well and I appreciate that James Tavernier can't be anywhere but that goal last night came from a, a again a very similar area um, in, 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 in the right back and I, and I just wonder if that's something that Gerard will be looking at um, going forward as well. At least he now has options with Barisic coming in on the left, possibly Flanagan going to the right, having a plane further forward, maybe as a wing back he's at least got options and, and, and he can adapt his team different tactics and formations now.
0: What did you make of Barisic, Gary, over Gary, over the two games? I thought it was sensational
1: and i tell you why. I watched the first five minutes of Jack, and I didn't know who he was. it was. There was Rabsy Nesbitt running up and doing the left <laughs> wing there, you know, Mary left Mary leopard-skin coat, chasing behind him. But there was a moment in the first five minutes where I think a raking diagonal was played out and this guy um, with a hairnet on, Hilda Ogden, first time right across, left foot, Pinpoint delivery right across the six-yard box, and the striker st- stuck out his right foot, and it went a couple inches past McGregor's left-hand post. Had that goal gone in, the whole tie, the complexion, the whole tie may have changed. And I thought to myself, "Wow, that wow, what wow, what whipping delivery that was, and it from from the first time. And his pace and his accuracy and his uh, and his speed up and down the left wing were uh, were really really eye-catching. And uh, and I, I remember saying to a couple of people at the time, "I wonder if this is the type of player that." That Rangers could go for, and to get him for one point five million pounds, I think that that you know looks a bit of a steal because potentially, you know, two or three years time, he could be on a um, bigger and, and even better things. They could have done a really good bit of business there.
2: I mean, I know he didn't get into the final squad with Croatia, but he was in the preliminary squad for the World Cup. You, you see how good that Croatia team is. You don't get into that squad without being a good player.
1: Uh, and he was injured as well, Mark. I, yeah. I was speaking to a couple of people over there, they thought he was carrying a wee injury which may have hampered his chances. Osijek were going to let him go last summer, they had bids in from clubs like uh, Dynamo Kiev wanted him but they said no we're going to keep him for another year. Um, just to see how he gets on, and, and and then in the the winter as well, they were only a point behind second place, and offers come in from and They said no, we'll, we'll keep him. So I think going out, and I think the Steven Gerrard factor as well. I mean, Gerrard was on the phone to Dejan Lovren and also Davos Sukar I mean, what a couple of names <laughs> to, to drop in about uh, people that he phoned to scout the players So that's another benefit the Rangers will get with Gerrard's contacts and and, and connections. Um, that they've managed to, to to get the boy Barasic under what I believe was fairly fierce competition, particularly from English clubs, Premier League and Championship teams as well. So I think they've done a, a, an astute bit of business there.
0: There was obviously a period following that goal that Maribor turned the screw a little bit and maybe for those 25 minutes, they did look like the better side. What, what went wrong? Because the midfield blend just didn't seem 100% right after that. I think it's about a bit... Ryan Jack was a huge
2: miss last night, I thought, even though Kula Valley was really good, he doesn't have the same discipline to play that holding role, whereas he's really, he's played more on the right of the three in the other games and he's been fantastic, he was excellent last night again, I thought, but he doesn't have the same discipline as Ryan Jack's, to sit in front of the defence, just calm it down, get on the ball, pass it around, and I think that was a big thing during that 20 minutes, was that Rangers weren't getting on the ball in midfield, uh, I mean, they were getting it, but they were just trying to play it too quickly and they weren't holding on to it and Maribor were just coming straight back at them. Uh, so yeah, I think that was the main thing was that there wasn't anybody in the middle of the park to get their foot on the ball, just calm it down. And it's something that's going to need addressed if Ryan Jack, I mean he's been injured for six months, he's just back injured again. It's something that's going to need to be addressed if he's out longer than expected because if you go into games with just Koulibaly as your home midfielder then you're not going to have anybody to get on the ball when Rangers need it. And there's not enough back there. It's as I've seen through a few positions, especially if you look at the bench last night, there wasn't much depth there. When I mean, you have you had Halley on the bench you can play in a few positions, but apart from that, you could your young boy Stephen Kelly. He's never played a first-team game. He looks a decent footballer. But but. but they're
1: restricted, remember, because of the UEFA rules about how many players that they've got to play, domestic players, home-bred players as well. I kind of agree with that, but I think that you've got to also be fair to Rangers and also fair to Maribor, who are not a bad side. I don't think the tie is is over, um, necessarily. I think Rangers will have to score over there. But the... um, um, a team will very rarely dominate for 90 minutes and I think Maribor showed a bit of their class and came into it and I think they came into it on the back of a a confidence um uh, based on the fact that I, I was frustrated with Rangers in that opening period because although they scored their goals they also got into a lot of good positions in, in wide areas but I thought their their final ball was very wasteful at times and it allowed them to pick up possession at the end of the box and just kind of build their wee patterns of play and, and look to hitting the counter and I thought, I thought they took confidence from that and that's where A couple of people I spoke to after the game were raving about the performance of Candeus and I get it. I mean, in terms of the work rate, the guy's phenomenal, but I would just love to see him deliver a more telling cross at times, because too often for me, his crosses fail, and his passes fail to go beyond the first defender, and I think that that's an area of his game in which he can really look to improve.
2: I think as well, although Maribor did dominate that team, I'd like watching that you were ever really that worried that they were going to score another the Rangers are just that sort of events I thought that there,
1: was, I thought there were holes appeared in there and I thought Goldson and Katic for a period looked really shaky I mean they were coming at them through the midfield like a jailbreak and that's when guys at like Arfield in, in, in a jar I felt a bit sorry for Koulibaly because it was like the, the boy trying to plug the his he's, he's, he's thumb in the dikes at, at times um, and they were getting balls in behind uh, Katic and, uh, and, and and Goldson as well and running off them and, uh, and it's when um, Alan McGregor no brainer to bring McGregor back because what a good goalkeeper he is. Yeah, that's put off two or three really good saves. That's what in that mean, stage you've got a lot of, of the confidence
2: game. in guys like McGregor to stop the ball, and as well as go to the catches. Although they might have missed a few of them, you're always expecting them to be there as well as McGregor. And I think that's where the confidence comes from that. Teams aren't going to score as much as they as, the, as they did against Rangers. But you'd,
1: you'd prefer them to stop at the line of the defence rather than getting through and going one on yeah. one with the uh, one on one with the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper's always a, you know the, the the last refuge for a for a for a team. And McGregor dug them out to a couple of really good stops.
0: And I thought they were up against a pretty impressive striker in uh, Marcos Taveras who has played well previously against Scottish teams. I think he scored the winner against Celtic previously. Big unit, and I thought he was. Very good in the old link-up play. He doesn't have a lot of pace. He's not going to be a guy that's going to get in behind you. But what he was doing, he was really um, letting those midfield runners come off him. And, and, and,
1: uh, and uh, them. I like to be number 11 up front for them. I, I thought he was really good. And uh, yeah, they had a lot of athleticism in the midfield. And Tavares was just allowed to kind of drop. And as you say, just a uh, link play. He's 34 now, you know, and he's got a behind that's probably as big as mine. But um, <laughs> uh, but he's been there for a decade. And he's obviously a bit of a. I think he's scored something like four goals against Scottish Hibs fans will hate him. I think he scored three goals against him. Celtic fans, he, he knocked him out of the Champions League a couple of years back as well. So he has a pedigree. But he's, he's reaching that stage where you can. It's almost like the five a side role now where he's he's dropping off, he's no longer the the out and out poacher but he's still a dangerous link man in and around the box
0: Second half, Rangers were much, much improved from that 20 minute spell and uh, Morelos, we've already discussed him but he did a terrific job with the penalty power, pace, quick feet it was definitely a penalty, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, you know, I Think, are, chick absolutely. young on the BBC was was giving it. He thought it was a, it was a wee bit of a soft penalty, but I thought it was a stone wall. i i
1: fed up with hearing people saying, and I'm no knocking chick because I, I, I like him a lot. Soft penalties, penalties aren't eggs. They're not they're no soft or they're no, no hard boiled. It's a penalty or it's no a penalty. You know, you, you, there's, there's there's no in between. You can't be half pregnant. It's a penalty or it's not a penalty. And it was a penalty. The boy who left his a trailing leg out um, and and clipped it because because the boy was off. Balance because he'd been. Marellas had bullied the life out of him, um, and, and Tavernier stuck it away. Is it's very it, good under those. People situations.
2: seem to hold penalties to a higher standard than free kicks outside the box. If that was outside the box, everyone would be screaming for a free kick and a yellow card because he's pulled him back and trapped him. Whereas inside the box, all of a sudden it's like ah, maybe a bit soft. Maybe we shouldn't give it this it's a foul it's a clear foul and although it's a the
1: referee last night you, know, you never know there was a brilliant bit in the first half where um, the ball went and it was clearly a Rangers corner and uh, there was a wee bit of, and he ran up towards the centre circle and his lines was pointing at the, the flag at the corner for it was over at the Govan in the, in the Brimland stand and the, the referee started to run up to the halfway line he clearly thought it was a goal kick and then he just brilliantly you know it's like getting that Knocked back for a girl in the dance floor. He just kind of brilliantly got to around about the fringes of the halfway of the circle, and, and then he kind of just turned back as if hoping nobody in the stadium would realise <laughs> he'd gone the go wrong and Meandered back to the uh, meandered back to the penalty box for the for the corner to be taken. But yeah, we could all see it.
0: Um, Rangers put a lot of pressure on Maribor at that stage and got the third goal from Lasana Kulabali who again we've already touched on was excellent throughout the game. What do you think he's going to bring to that Rangers midfield? Because he is raw, he isn't composed like, say, Azaria is, but he's got that level of both fitness and physicality that I think will really, really make him stand out in Scotland.
1: Listen, do you know what Rangers need? And I don't know if Koulibaly is this type. Rangers need, um, and Rangers fans will balk at me for saying this, Rangers need a Scott Brown. They need an enforcer, they need a, an assassin, they need an aggressive presence, they need somebody who can lift the team when they're not doing the business, they need somebody who can shout in the ear somebody who can, you know, pat back, somebody who can lift a team, somebody like Steven Gerrard who can lift a team when things aren't going well, that's what they need in the in the middle of the park a real enforcer um, and uh, Koulibaly looks as if he's got uh, real elements of that, he's still raw um, and I think you know, Gerard's banking that he will be that physical, aggressive uh, player, but also somebody who's got a bit of technical uh, ability about him as well that can that can make and take a pass. But I think Rangers have been soft in the midfield for too long, and he he's he's going to bring something of that back.
0: So three one's the final score mark. Are you confident going into that game uh, away from home? They won their last two away European fi- two home fixtures in Europe two 0 so they've got form of of getting that kind of result
2: I think Rangers have to be confident going over there there's been 3-1's an excellent result against the Maribor team it would have been much better if they hadn't messed up and conceded that goal but 3-1's a great result and there's no reason why Rangers should go there and not think they're going to score I mean look at the amount of chances that they create and there's every every chance that they could get one maybe even two over there Uh, I think the Maribor defence isn't hugely impressive Morel has bullied the two centre backs last night uh, and if you can do that again, then there's no reason Rangers won't be in the next round. Scoring, one each.
1: Gary, that's, that's funny. I fancy one each as well. But the first 20 minutes will be crucial. Rangers will have to, uh, Rangers will have to weather it, and then uh, they've got enough on the counter to uh, to, to to trouble Maribel. Okay, we've got
0: two minutes left, so I just want to. I've, I've deliberately kept this as a short uh, thing because I know that this will end up being an argument because Mark's a big Josh Windass <laughs> fan. Gary, you. Do you think it was a good move to see him go out the door?
1: listen, you know, good move. But I think the money that they got, I think it's about two and a half million quid plus plus add-ons, for a player that they bought for sixty grand, and for someone who, yeah, take the money and run. Uh, you know, there's lots of elements at Windass's game that were that were good, but after two years, he hadn't really settled into a a, a final position in the in the, in the starting eleven. So. And he was a wee bit inconsistent for me as well. Um, Didn't always work hard enough. So take the money and run. I think it represents a terrific piece of business.
0: I had a very unusually popular tweet, just because most of my (laughs) tweets are extremely unpopular, as you know, Mark. um, When I said that, I thought he's a player that could take his next move and go for 10, 15 million in his next move, or he could be a free transfer. He's one of those, you just... Don't know how that next move's gonna gonna work out. Would you
1: Would you agree with that? Aye, and but it's all on him. You know, it's all it's, it's all on uh, Josh Windass now to take what he's learned from Rangers and put it into that uh, Championship in, in environment um, and prove that he can handle the, the the step up. The next two or three years will be interesting because he'll either remain a Championship level player or he'll learn enough um, and prove that he's bright enough to take the next stage or the next step, which would be the Premier League but the jury's out it's
2: 50-50 the thing for me is can you replace his goals and assists for 2 million, million? I don't think you can I, when you look at guys like Martin Wycorn going for 5-6 million in England that's the kind of money you need to spend to then get somebody to replace Josh Windus whereas you already have him there I mean I don't think he's got a particular role in this current Rangers team because they don't play with it out out
0: 10 I thought it was interesting that Gerard and his comments talked about couldn't guarantee him game time as a number nine. Yeah. I could guarantee him game time, but not as a number nine. Do you think that's been the the clincher in terms of Wigan going from? They've said we see you as a striker.
1: Clearly, he's liked what he's said. Uh, he's liked what he's had to hear from Paul Cook down there. So, um, so yeah, I'm not sure that he is an out out striker though. I'm not su- sure he is a, a he is a number nine, um, but he obviously thinks differently. So, good luck to him.
0: He also said it was a it was a difficult decision, but a no brainer yeah, in his interview, that, which I
1: thought was but a but classic
2: Windows yeah, quote. Kind of up, doesn't I? I mean his whole eggs almost thing. He's clearly <laughs> not the smartest guy in the world, so that's not a surprise to hear him say something like that.
0: Far be it from us to, to yeah. cast aspersions on anyone's intellect. Yeah. Um, that's all from us. We'll be back next midweek with more news and analysis of all things Rangers. If you want to get in touch with us to continue the debate, you can by tweeting us at recordsport. I'm at Johnny R McFarlane. Mark is at and Gary, quite quite rightly, is not on Twitter because he just doesn't want any, doesn't want any of that nonsense in his life. Send me an email. Send me an email. If you completely understand it, to be honest, most nights. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it becomes available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening
2: of desire Hanging on